Today on Daily Meds, Pastor Richard will be speaking on remaining in Christ. He will be looking at John chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. Now let's tune in to see what the Spirit of the Lord has to say today. Amen. And the people of God are connected to the line right now are agreeing with that prayer in the name of Jesus as they say amen. We're so thankful to God for the great privilege of being able again to be connected. And today, uh, our uh, word that God has so uh, laid upon my heart is coming from uh, John chapter 15. Uh, And I want to encourage you to turn your Bibles to John chapter 15. And I want to read for us the first, uh, I believe it's the first eight verses that I will read uh, for our hearing uh, because they speak to us an extremely important truth uh, that Jesus wanted to convey to his disciples and also to us. Uh, As I read this, my heart and mind is fixed around this idea Remain in Jesus and his fruit will spring forth in your life. Remain in Jesus and his fruit will spring forth in your life. Uh, This word of encouragement this morning just reminds us uh, of the source of our strength, the one who gives us everything that we need. Uh, Reading to your hearing from the New International Version, it reads as follows. And this is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Verse five, I am the vine and you are the branches. If a branch If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, he can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. Again, remain in Jesus, and his fruit will spring forth in your life. As you know, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples just before he goes to give his life so that you and I might have a right to the tree of life. 
Jesus is preparing the way. He is preparing his disciples for what is to come because the days are ahead are going to be difficult days for them. They're going to experience some emotions. They're going to experience some, some pains. They're going to experience some, some difficulties because they are with Jesus and, and the way they thought about him as a Messiah, the way they thought about him as the anointed one is going to be rocked because Jesus, in order for you and me to, to have fruitful, productive lives, in order for you and me to be connected and reconciled to the Father, Jesus must give his life so that we can live. He has been letting them know this all along. Uh, he has been warning them that, that the Son of Man, the very one who has been feeding the hungry, the very one who has been healing the sick, the very one who has been casting out demons from folks whose lives have been controlled by the enemy, he is now going to give his life as a ransom for many. And he is doing this so that the very promise of God can be fulfilled for his people. For Jesus has said to his disciples, it is better for you that I give my life so that you live. Because when I give my life, then I can go back to the Father. And when I go back to the Father, I can send the one who is just like me to come back and live in you. And that way, wherever you are, there he is also. You and I would never be separated again because he will live in you. Jesus is preparing them and letting them know that what he is getting ready to do is for their good, for our good. And he is saying to them in this moment, he is reminding them that no matter what comes your way, no matter the difficulties you experience, no matter the things you see that don't fit with your paradigm, whatever you do, just remain in me. Just stay in me. Be steadfast, be locked in in me. Don't let anything shake you from the faith that you have put in me. And so he says to them, I want to remind you that I am the true vine. Jesus doesn't just say that he is a vine. He says that he is the true vine. He is the true source of life. He is the one that when you are connected to him, he produces real fruit. He produces eternal fruit. He produces everlasting fruit that brings both satisfaction to your life and to the lives that are connected to you. Jesus is reminding them that he is the true source and that they need to stay connected to him if they want to experience life. Now, in the Gospel of John, there are seven great I am statements that Jesus makes about himself. This particular one where he says, I am the true vine, becomes the seventh 
of those I am statements that are made by Jesus. John uses these statements, these great I am statements to help his readers, to help those of us who would read God's word to understand the fullness and completeness of who Jesus is. That number seven always represents the number of perfection or the number of completion. And I need you to know, brothers and sisters, that Jesus is perfect in every way. Yes, he was the perfect lamb of God, the only one who was fit, the only one who was able to be offered as a sacrifice for the payment of men's sins. Because Jesus was perfect, that means he was sinless. He could be offered in his offering of blood would then appease the wrath of God so that every man or woman who places their hope upon the finished and completed work of Jesus Christ could be reconciled back to God as a son or as a daughter. And then they could call out to God with a sincere heart in the name of Jesus. And when they come to God in the name of Jesus, Jesus, God says, I, I recognize you as being one of my own, all because he was the perfect lamb of God. Jesus uses these, uh, or John uses these I am expressions of Jesus to remind us that in Jesus, we have everything that we need. Yeah, I pause so that can sink in for just a moment because sometimes we 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 are looking for for completion. We are looking for what we need in other places. And no, I need you to come back and remember that in Jesus, you and I have everything that we need. And because He is the source of life, He can use whatever resource He chooses to use to provide for you and me. And so he is always our starting place. He is always the place where you and I remain. He is always the one upon which we keep our eyes fixed, knowing that he is the only one who can give us what we need without any strings attached. For in him, we have everything that we need. He says, if you are hungry, that he is the bread of life, that everyone who eats of him will be satisfied. He said, if you find yourself in a dark place, he is the light of the world, that he will illuminate your path so that you can find your way. He said, if you are lost, that he is the door. Yes, he is the gate for the sheep and that anyone who enters in will be saved. He says, listen, he is the good shepherd who watches over his sheep, that he allows them to come in and to go out and to find good pasture. And I like this one. If you're down and out, if you find yourself suffering, if you find yourself at your lowest point, he says to you and me that he is the resurrection and the life. That whoever believes in him, that even though he dies, he shall live again. That means that in Jesus, every dead situation in your life can be resurrected if it was intended by God to be useful for you. And then Jesus reminds us 
uh, in John 14, verse number six, it says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. That no one comes to God, no one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. Then in our text for today, Jesus says, I am the true vine. I am the true source of life. And everyone connected to me will be fruitful. Jesus uses this terminology as he is talking to his disciples to remind them and to remind you and me that our life has purpose. Our life has meaning that if we have been allowed to see this day that God has work for you and me to do. He uses this this terminology to help us understand that we are his workmanship. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. He reminds us that that he knows the plans for our lives, that we are not just here existing, but that we are here on purpose. We are here on mission, that the life that we live, that we are to live in Christ Jesus, to live for Christ Jesus, that our lives ought to be living testimonies to the power of a risen Savior. He reminds us that if you and I are able to breathe, if you and I have the cognitive functions of our minds, that he has a work for us to do, and he intends for our lives to be fruitful lives. And he says, listen, that the only way you can be fruitful, the only way that you can have fruit that will last, fruit that will be good, fruit that will be satisfying, is that you and I remain in him, that we stay in him, that we dwell in him, that we make him our refuge, that we make him our shelter, that we make Jesus our place of abiding. He says, if you do that, then you and I will experience the fruit, that, that there will be fruit, the fruit of Jesus, the fruit of his spirit that will spring forth from our lives. My brothers and sisters, I want to tell you that that it does not matter what presses up against you, that what happens is when these hard times come, uh, you remember what the scripture says, count these trials, count these troubles, count it all joy. Why? Because they are being used as pruning for you and me. They are being used so that God can shape us into being uh, the kind of tree, if you will, that he wants us to be because he has intention that there will be fruit produced from our lives. And so when difficult times come upon you, when you find yourself between a rock in a hard place. All you need to know is that he is with you. And if God is with you, he's going to see you through. And what you and I just need to learn how to do is surrender ourselves into his authority, surrender ourselves and trust him to know that whatever we're going through is no surprise to him. 
We need to trust him and believe that he sees us and he knows where we are. And if he sees us and knows where we are, he knows what we're going through. And because he knows us so well, he knows how much we can take. And I'm just so thankful that he will not allow us to be overtaken. He will not allow us to be overcome, but he will allow just the right amount of pressure to come forth to produce what he desires to produce in our lives. I'm so thankful that he can be trusted. There is no weapon that is formed against you or me that will be able to prosper because he can be trusted. That when the enemy approaches and he begins to throw everything he can possibly throw at us, that we will not be overcome because God can be trusted. And when the enemy is throwing his darts at us, that God uses his darts to refine us, to shape us, to prune us so that we can be fruitful, so that we can be a powerful testimony unto God. Jesus says it, remain in him. And then he makes a promise. You know how I feel about promises that are made by Jesus. He's not a liar. He's not a man that he should lie. Everything that he declares, he makes sure that it comes to pass because he has to watch over his name to protect his honor and integrity. And so Jesus doesn't use his words carelessly. When he makes a promise, he has what he needs to back up that promise. Yeah, go ahead and say amen right there in, in your in your space. Go ahead and, and agree that he has what he needs to back up everything that he has declared. And he has said that if you remain in him, then his fruit will spring forth from your life. Hey, let, let me just share with you just a few moments, uh, a few things about this fruit of Jesus Christ. For in Ephesians uh, chapter 5, uh, verses 8 through 11, the Apostle Paul talks about as he is speaking to the Ephesians, he says, once you were in darkness, but now he says you are in light. And he says, therefore, you ought to walk as children of light. So then the first thing is the fruit of light. He says then the fruit of light, then uh, it comes forth in all goodness, righteousness and truth. And with the fruit of light, you are able to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Did you hear that? That if you remain in Jesus, one of the fruits that's going to come out of your life, one of the fruits that's going to be present in your life is that you're going to be able to discern, to determine what is pleasing to the Lord. And doing so will keep you from participating in the fruitless, the fruitless works of darkness. In Philippians chapter one, uh, verses nine through 11, again, the apostle Paul prays a prayer for the Philippians that I, I think is important for you and me. Paul said, I pray that your love will keep on growing in knowledge in every kind of discernment so that you can approve the things that are superior and can be pure and blameless in the day of Christ. Watch this. He's going to say filled with the fruit of righteousness. Yes, if you remain in Christ, 
not only will you have the fruit of light able to discern what is pleasing to God, but you're also going to have the fruit of righteousness. And that only comes through Jesus Christ. And you know what righteousness is, right? It's being in right standing with God. That means that what you do is you take on the clothing of Jesus Christ. You take off your old garment of sin. You take off your old person and then you put on the garment of Jesus Christ, the robe of righteousness. And what comes out of that is a person who is in right standing with God. That means that there is no longer any condemnation against you. Because you are in right standing with God. You are a righteous person. And God has an attitude that he has toward righteous people. And if you are a righteous person, then you get to reap the benefits of a holy and righteous God. In fact, there is nothing that he will withhold from you because you are righteous. Your righteousness gets you entry into his presence. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11 talks about no discipline. This whole idea of pruning is enjoyable at the time. He says, but it's painful. But later on, after you've experienced the pain, the discipline itself will yield the fruit of peace and he adds to it and righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So listen, if you remain in Jesus, not only will you have the fruit of the light, not only will you have the fruit of righteousness, you will also have the fruit of peace, the fruit of peace and righteousness because you stayed in Jesus. Just think about that for a moment. The fruit of peace uh, in a in a time when when so many people are concerned in a time when so many people are confused in a time when so many people are disturbed in a time with chaos that is all around us. He says, Jesus says, if you remain in him. You will have the fruit of peace. That means that you won't be overwhelmed by anxiety. That you will be able to rest in him. And you do know that the body that, that is at peace also experiences healing. Yes, yeah, yeah. The body and mind that is at peace receives healing from the Lord. That means all of the regenerative, regenerative and restorative power that God has placed in the body is released when the fruit of, of peace is being experienced. Because peace then does not allow, allow stress to come in and do its damaging work. Yes, peace keeps stress at bay. Peace tells stress. You are not welcome here. This is not a place where you can reside. The only fruit that is allowed to reside in this place is the fruit of peace. 
And then let me give you one more. And, and I think this is a good one. It says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 15, it says, therefore, through him, through Jesus, let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips that confess his name. Did you get that? That if you remain in Jesus, one of the fruits that will be manifest in your life is the fruit of praise. Oh, that's good right there. Oh, oh, yeah, that's that's real good right there. Oh, yeah, I know. See, you're getting excited about that. You, you're thinking about the fruit of praise, that, that the fruit of praise then helps you overcome depression. Yeah, yeah. See, see what happens is God sends his word to heal you. That means that if there are any imbalances in your body, that God sends his word to bring balance to your body. But however, there's also the attack on your mind. That's why he says that you need to make sure that you have on the helmet of salvation so you can protect the way you think so that you can protect your mind from the attack of the enemy. And then what births, what comes forth out of that is the fruit of praise. That's when you can begin to say, I've had some hard days. I've had some rough days, but I won't complain. Why won't you complain? Because he who holds the world also holds my hand. Because he who is able to come, the raging sea is also with me. It becomes a fruit of praise that comes from your mouth that every time you experience a victory, that instead of you celebrating how good you are, you start to celebrate how good he is to you and how much he has done for you. Then that's when you say to folks, come on, let us give thanks unto the Lord. Let's rejoice together. Can you help me lift up a praise unto the Lord? It says that when you begin to do that, then those who are weary will hear your boast and they will be encouraged. Yeah, when you stay connected with him, when you remain in him, uh, he says that you will produce, that the fruit of Jesus will be produced in your life. Fruit being that thing is being that offspring that comes from him. That because Jesus lives in you, this is what's going to come out of you. Matthew 7 tells us that, listen, you can't expect to get good fruit from a bad tree and you can't expect to get bad fruit from a good tree. He says, no, a good tree produces good fruit. And my brothers and sisters, I want to tell you that you and I have been made good, not by our own works, but we've been made good by the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ. And when we confessed with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and we believed in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, that God sent his spirit to live in us and he placed in us his righteousness and he put on us a robe 
hope of righteousness and he made that which was bad good so that you and I could produce good fruit in keeping with his promises. I'm just thankful today that the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. And Jesus has declared this. If you will remain in him, if you stay in him, if you keep your mind stayed on him, if you keep his word hidden in your heart, if you keep his word up on your lips, if you abide in him, celebrating him, acknowledging him for who he is, calling on him for help when you need him, thanking him when he delivers, worshiping him whenever the opportunity affords him itself, that if you remain in him and understand that it is in him that you live, in him that you breathe, in him that you have your being, he says that if you stay in him, that the fruit of Jesus will be produced in your life. That you're going to look like he looked. You're going to do what he did. And you're going to carry out his work so that his name is magnified. Matthew chapter 10 tells of Jesus sending out his disciples two by two. And he tells them, when you go out, I am giving you authority to drive out demons, evil spirits, and to heal every disease and sickness. That was, be, that was before Jesus went to live on high with his father and be at the right hand, before he sent the spirit back to live in each one of us and to make us walking vessels of him. Then on his way back to heaven in Mark chapter 16, Jesus says this to his disciples. He said, these signs are going to follow you. These signs are going to accompany all of you who believe, those of you who abide in me, those of you who remain in me. He says, in my name, you will drive out demons. He says, in my name, you will speak in new tongues. He said that you're going to be able to pick up snakes with your hands and they will drink deadly poison and it will not hurt them. And you will be able to place your hands on sick people and they will get well. What that's talking about is the fruit of Jesus that's going to be manifest, produced in your life when you remain in him. Brothers and sisters, I just want to declare that every promise that God has made he has the power to fulfill it. He has the power to back it up. And if you and I would just keep our hope, our trust in him, if we would just remain in him, that he will deliver us and he will take care of us. And his fruit will be manifest in our lives. You and I just remember, stay in him, stay connected in him, he'll take care of us. I love what the psalmist said in Psalm 31, verses 19 and 20. And I'll close with this thought. The psalmist said, how great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. 
in the shelter of your presence. You hide them from the intrigues of men. In your dwelling, you keep them safe from accusing tongues. In other words, brothers and sisters, when you and I dwell in the presence of the Most High God, when you and I make our shelter in his place, when you and I keep our hearts, our minds fixed on him, when we remain in Jesus, the goodness that he has bestowed or stored up for you and me, he will bestow it upon us in due season. Our challenge is just to remain in him with the steadfast belief that when we stay in him, his fruit will be produced. It will be manifest in our lives. Not just the fruit of the spirit that we are so accustomed to talking about, but we're talking about the fruit of light that gives us the discernment of what's pleasing to God. We're talking about the fruit of righteousness that allows us to enter into the most holy place. And we're talking about the fruit of peace that allows us to be at rest when the world around us is in chaos and in confusion. All because we know him who created the heavens and the earth who declared that he is the Alpha and the Omega, that he is the beginning and the end, who died but was raised again on the third day, who now lives and is coming back to redeem his people. He says that if we just stay in him, that we can be assured that victory is ours and that his fruit will will be produced in our lives so that what he has created you and me to be, what he has created and empowered you and me to do, that we will do it to the praise of his glory. Hallelujah and amen. I declare that our God is awesome. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that you are the great promise keeper. We thank you in the name of Jesus that you have made him our great mediator, that you have made him our deliverer and our savior. We thank you that the great name of Jesus Christ has been exalted above every name and that he has been given authority and that he reigns on our behalf. We thank you that in the great name of Jesus Christ, we have life, we have power, but most importantly, we have your presence that dwells with us always. And if you are with us, you are more than the world against us. We praise you, God, and we thank you. Thank you for Jesus, our Savior. And all the people of God All participants are unmuted Just begin to shout and say Thank you 
for tuning in to listen to the pastor of New Joy Fellowship Ministry located here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. To learn more about the ministry, go to njfm.org. That's N as in new, J as in joy, F as in fellowship, M as in ministry.org. We would love to hear from you. If you have a special prayer request, reach out to us at prayernjf at tulsacoxmail.com. Also, Pastor Richard would love to hear from you. If you desire to connect with him, you can reach out to him at pastorrichard at tulsacoxmail.com. If you have questions on how you can connect with this awesome, wonderful Jesus that we're talking about, just send us a message. Connect with us also on Facebook at NJFM Tulsa, and that's New Joy Fellowship Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and represent Christ, represent Christ by walking in love.